So in this particular passage, God says that he'll write the law in the hearts of the people, that he will be their God and they will be his. What does this action say about God? That God wants to be known. And wants to be known widely. God doesn't want to be contained, nor will God be contained by an exclusive few or to an exclusive few. God wills to be revealed. And God also wants his will to be clear. And to be so natural that God's will is something that's internalized within the hearts of people, rather than God's will being something that is heard externally, rather it is something that is placed internally and arises out of the, of the heart of a people. God wants, to put it another way, God wants alignment between God's ways and the actions and behavior of people. God wants the instrument of the human heart to be in tune with the chorus of God. And God will do this based on who God is. And what makes this relationship with God possible and sustainable, God will do all of that. It is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is an expression and an experience of God's love. It's forgiveness that makes life with God possible. That makes reconciliation a reality. In that passage, it starts out in verse 27, talking about a redefinition of sin and who's, who's responsible for sin. Now, at the end of that part, it says that I'll do all of this, I'll, I'll make this new covenant, and you'll be my people, and I'll be your God, for, because, I will forgive their sin and remember it no more. It's all based on forgiveness. It's all based on forgiveness, which is God's act. It's not... Sometimes we, we think that forgiveness is our work. It's something that we've got to work for, or work to achieve, or ask for, or something like that. Forgiveness is something that God does, and that God has done. The work has been done. The act is there. Our part, really, is to receive it. To receive it. We don't need to work for it as such. We just need to receive it. It's there for us. Forgiveness the act of removing sin from a person or a people and declaring them to be right or righteous is fundamental to being in communion with God. It's a gracious act by God. Something that's undeserved, it's free of charge, so to speak, to, to the human being, and yet it carries a hefty cost. A cost on God's part and a cost that will be revealed, I suppose after it's been received, not that it's sort of a hidden condition as such, but the cost that comes when we receive forgiveness, this grace, uh, is something that actually costs us a lot because we realise that it actually causes transformation in our lives and in our hearts and demands something of us as well. It demands that we not only receive it as something that we sort of, oh, thank you for that, I'll put that on my, on my table there, there we go, I'm forgiven, I've got a certificate that proves it. Uh, no, it's something that too is written within us because God's law is written on the human heart. And so, so we could say that, that to have the word of God written on our heart is to have it written with the ink of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not something that just happens to us or something that we receive in our hands and sort of stays external to us, but rather it's something that is inscribed upon us. It becomes part of our lives, part of our identity. 
defined entirely by the one who put it there in the first place, which is Jesus Christ. God's given us His will, given us God's law, written it on our hearts through forgiveness. And Paul calls this the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. God has reconciled us to Himself in Jesus Christ. And by doing so, there's debate around this, but I think we can expect, and John Wesley certainly expected this, a degree of transformation. A degree of transformation in this lifetime where our lives are shaped and formed by forgiveness, by God's forgiveness. This reception of God's love in the form of forgiveness gives us hope for the future. Again, based on that promise by God in Christ that God is making all things new. And that just as we're reconciled to God in Christ, so too other people can know God as they join in with God's reconciling work in Jesus. For the plan of God is to bring his people to a place of very simple obedience. It's what Dietrich Bonhoeffer calls simple obedience. An obedience which is probably more like a bit of participation. Participation with the life of God inside us. Rather than resistance. Reminded uh, uh, of Jeremiah 18. Where Jeremiah goes to the potter's house. And he sees the potter at work with the clay. We are like clay in the hands of God. But unlike the clay of the potter, where the potter can dismiss the clay and do whatever it wants, you and I, who are clay in the hands of God, we actually get to choose whether we want to work with the potter or not. And we get to choose, to a certain extent, whether we're going to be cooperative with the potter or whether we're going to resist. And we can work with the potter because the, the life of the potter is within us. It's moving inside us, it's living within us, directing us into the world, and it allows us to sing the Lord's song in a foreign land and give hope to a people in despair. And let's, let's pray. Let's offer our lives to God.